everyone, Dave DeVoe here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, we've got Hayden Crabtree, who is a real estate entrepreneur, best-selling author, all-around pretty smart kind of guy. And the book that he's written is called Skip the Flip. And I love that title. Absolutely love it. So Hayden, welcome to the show. Dave, thanks for having me, man. My pleasure. My pleasure. So first of all, tell all of us old folks how a young guy like you has gotten so far ahead so quickly in real estate investing. So just give us a quick little 30-second overview of who you are, where you came from. And how sure. So I'm currently 25. I've invested in over half a million square feet of self-storage properties. I got started at the age of 18, all thanks to a little purple book that I think we all know what the title is. And yeah, I got started when I was in college, worked for free for over a year for a mentor to learn the ropes and just decided to take massive action towards my goals. And I think that that's, that's about all there is to it. Okay. Well, I'm curious about that. Number one, I'm sure you kind of clued in about the whole mentor thing, partially from that purple book. Number two, how did you find a mentor to work with even for free? So how I found a mentor was I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and I understood, I think one of the biggest quotes still to this day that I remember and I tell people is that when you're young, you need to work to learn and not to earn. And I really took that to heart. I got on Google and I was in Athens, Georgia, which is the University of Georgia. And I typed in Athens, Georgia, real estate investing. And I knew nothing at this stage about real estate, but a, a really famous site came up. I think everybody knows of Bigger Pockets, and this was in their forum. And it was a forum about people people investing in my town. There was one guy who had said that he had wholesaled eight duplexes, bought them back a year later, went on to renovate them, then refi and own them with no money down. I just kind of thought to myself, what language is this? What is this guy speaking? How did he do this? And so I just picked up the phone, right? As simple as that. Found this guy, found his business, found his phone number, picked up his phone, said, hey, my name's Hayden. I hear you make a lot of money in real estate. And I just wondered if I could buy you coffee or take you out to lunch sometime. He said, and I'll never forget, he said, I don't drink coffee. I'm on my way to an investment property. You can meet me there or not. I said, text me the address. I ran down from my apartment, got in my car, went to meet him. And that's really how it started. You know, whenever I met him, I said, I have no idea how any of this works. I want to learn though. I'm willing to work for you for free. And he just kind of looked back at me if I was serious. I just said, I'm serious. And so he said, all right, we'll show up tomorrow. And I just showed up and showed up and showed up and showed up and always trying to find a way to provide value and make his business better and asking for nothing in return. And I think that's a huge key to finding a mentor is providing value and not taking and draining away from somebody who is successful's energy and time. Yeah, that is so well said because quite frankly, you know, I've, I've had people in the past, quote unquote, offer to work for free. And one guy was beautiful. He was kind of like you, just eager, 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 and off he went and anything, anything. But a couple of other times didn't work out that well. They were just very, very lopsided the other way around. So hats off to you. So question, again, just for people that are kind of wondering, okay, well, what did your mentor have you do, especially Mm -hmm. in the early days, like swinging a hammer? What was he getting you doing? 
I would do anything that needed to be done. You know, really, I painted a house for him for free because I knew how to paint a house. I painted the exterior of a house for him for free. I would go look at potential investments he wanted to purchase and, you know, FaceTime him or show him or ask questions. I would write letters because we write letters to try and get deals, off-market deals. I mean, I must have licked thousands of envelopes for free, you know, not able to feel my tongue, handwrite, and I'd get forearm cramps and I couldn't write anymore. I'd do whatever it took, honestly. I mean, I'd do everything from doing you know, he was self-managing some of his rentals. And so I would do leasing tours. I'd show people properties, try to get them signed leases. I'd pick up rent. I'd go to evictions when they happen. Like, I mean, seriously, Dave, I would do anything. anything that be that's done. beautiful. And, and think about the education you got yeah. doing all of that stuff. I mean, that I'm sure, well, I shouldn't speak for it, but I'm pretty sure you guys are probably pretty close to this date. Yeah, still talk. I mean, I right before this, I was getting texts from him, so for sure. <laughs> All right, well, let's switch gears. So I just love, sure. I love that story because so few people actually do that. So thanks yeah. for sharing that. Let's talk a little bit about skip the flip. Let's do love it. The, love the title of the book. I mean, that is brilliant. Kind of says says it all right there. Why is it your opinion that we should skip the flip? Well, I'll tell you how it kind of came about, you know, is in this process of working for my mentor to kind of go back to my roots was he was doing everything. He started, he was an engineer. He, you know, worked his way up, didn't have a lot of extra cash to go invest. He started wholesaling deals to get cash. When he got enough money from that, he started flipping deals. When he got enough money from that, he started buying single family rentals. And after he would exit those, he'd 1031 up into to bigger commercial or multifamily properties. And so he had been doing that for 10 years whenever I came in and was still doing all of those things. And whenever I would look at the activities and what would take time and the return on energy and effort, I kept seeing like the one thing that sure was profitable, but was filled with the most headaches was just these flips. Mm. You know, and I thought to myself, sure, we can make 20 or 40 or 80 grand a pop here and it takes X amount of time. But the energy that has to be put into those Versus like, hey, what if we just go put all of our energy into these commercial properties over here and think about just holding these, right? And so I got to see that. And in my own, you know, after we'll call it 18 to 24 months of seeing that, I just go like, wait a second, we should stop doing that like completely. It is just not worth our time or energy or effort. Sure, it sounds great in theory, but we're getting taxed on it. Something always goes wrong. That's taking up the majority of our headspace and really distracting us from this goal, which the goal is building wealth and cash flow in real estate, right? So that's kind of how it came about. And then after college, a lot of my friends would come to me or people in my network and they go, hey, you know, I hate my job. I want to get into real estate investing. I think I'm going to go flip a house, right? Because HGTV and the internet, and everything, house flipping is it so look, fun. It looks it's so, so much fun. Yeah, it, looks it like sounds good. so great, yeah. you know? And I just kept telling people, I was like, you need to skip the flip. And the title just came out organically because like I was having this conversation with people about like, it sounds great, but it's not. Let me tell you why. And let me tell you something that's a whole lot better than 20 or 40 grand one time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's, that's how that's, skip the flip happened. No, that's great. Now, just out of curiosity, the, the mentor you were working with, is he still running around like crazy doing that stuff? Or did he- I, could, I convinced guy? him to not do it. You yeah, know? I think job. last year he might've done one. I think it's like a it's like a, a, a bad habit for him. It's a scratch. He just has to itch everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there. This is Dave DeBow, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, 
and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's bookachatwithdave.com. All right. Well, in the book, you talk about some of the the biggest myths that you come across time after yeah. time after time. Don't want to go into all of them, but what would you say are the, the top couple of myths that you just hear over and over again when it comes to real estate investing? I mean, one, I, the, you know, to go back to this flip thing that people think house flipping is investing, it's not true. You know, you're still working for money in that situation. Very you know, active. There's yeah, very, very active that. business. And I think that a lot of people think that, oh, I'm going to get into real estate. I'm going to be an agent. Same thing. I mean, you're having a job in the industry. You are not being an investor. You know, and I think a big myth too is like people think that real estate investors are crooked because none of us claim to pay any taxes. But the truth is, it's like we're just doing a service that the government wants us to do. We're being incentivized and we're following that playbook of incentives. And so I think that's another big myth, right? That people don't like that we don't pay a lot of taxes. But in reality, you know, the world needs real estate investors. Oh, yeah. We'd, the world be screwed without real estate investors, Yeah, that's for sure. So you talk about different ways to make money in real estate, different what I call profit centers. You talk about six of them. I'm aware of maybe even a few more than that, but what what would be the the main ones that you like to focus on these days when it comes to profit centers or ways to make Uh, different ways to make money in real estate? Yeah. The profit centers, like the different ways to generate income in real estate. Man, I mean, my favorite form of income through real estate, if this is what you're asking, just has to be the beautiful old cash flow that just runs like a stream, runs like a river. I hate selling things. I've sold some properties and I'm just sitting here saying, man, why did I ever sell those? You know, it's not good to sell anything. Cash flow has got to be just the number one way. And then, you know, I love to invest in self-storage, which has a lot of different ancillary ways to generate revenue to kind of boost that cash flow. So we could dive into that or. Yeah, um, I'd like to talk about that because you started out as a young, eager, purple book reading college student, working for free, learning all of this stuff. I mean, my goodness. You were bird dogging. You were helping this guy do flips before you showed him the light. <laughs> Wholesaling deals. You were doing buy and hold single family homes. Sounds like you got in a little bit of commercial stuff with him as well. How did your personal investing journey go once you started doing your own deals? Once you stopped working for free for that guy? Yeah. I mean, you know, I moved from working for free to being a partner to transitioning out and starting my own business, which has been great. You know, I've kind of set rules for myself, which is, you know, I will not buy any residential houses. It's just, it's just a rule that I set for myself. Like a lot of people need to set rules, whether it be about bad habits or whatever it is. It's like, yes, I can make money doing this, but I need to not do it because that is going to distract me. You know what I mean? So I've tried to focus exclusively on commercial deals of a certain size that can produce a certain amount of cash flow. Because even inside of the commercial space, you can still get deals that really where just the juice aren't worth squeeze, if you know what I mean. So, so when you talk about commercial, what is yeah. your definition of commercial? My definition of commercial is any sort of building it can be residential over five units or anything else, really, with the exception of vacant land. I don't think that vacant land should be considered a commercial investment. 
And so whenever I talk about it, it could be anything from hotels, apartments, five units and plus, golf courses, resorts, like self-storage, warehouses, retail centers, distribution centers, you know, anything in that sense, okay. uh, anything non-residential or residential five units and up is what I consider to be commercial, commercial investing. investing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. All right. We're on the, on the same track there. So did you just immediately jump into that after working with your mentor? Or did you kind of go through growing pains, doing your own single family home deals and then transition? No, I've never bought a house by myself other than the one I live in. Okay. Yeah. Cause you watched what that guy was doing. I said, why, why yeah. would I do it? You know? It sounds like you kind of consciously or, or subconsciously did the whole 80, 20 Pareto thing, right? Where's, mm-hmm. where's 80% of the benefit coming from, which is 20% of the activities. And let's focus right on that. Right. That'd be fair. Right. Yeah. And I think that principle has allowed me to do the things like write my book, like help other people do deals, like, you know, the software business that I've started, like following that principle in my investing has saved and really shortcutted me a lot of energy because what a lot of people do is that they want to get there, but they think to themselves, like, I can't do that. I have to do this and this and this before I can get there. But what they don't realize is that it's the same exact thing. There's just one or two more zeros on the end of every check. It takes the same amount of time. It's the same amount of energy. You know, it's just the same. And like seeing that from the beginning really helped me. And I want other people to realize too, like if your goal is wealth in real estate, you don't have to start with the what does Monopoly call it? The little red houses or the green the hotel. greenhouses to get the greenhouses to red hotels. You can get right into the hotels. You know what I mean? Because it's the same process as the little houses. Yeah, I guess a lot of people just feel that they need to get a little bit of traction, a little bit of experience with something that's in their comfort zone or within their context before they yeah. they go. And, and the nice thing that you had again, going back to that very very smart thing you did as a young guy. You're still a young guy, but you know what I mean, where you worked for free for that guy for a couple of years, it sounded like. And then that I'm sure that just gave you so much more confidence when you started doing this on your own, because you saw his successes, you saw his mistakes, you saw everything behind the curtain. That's going to give you some mojo. That's going to give you juice. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think confidence is huge, you know, believing in yourself and believing in in what you're doing and the, the risks that you're taking. And I think it's fine for a lot of people to invest within their context of the houses. I can imagine buying a $200,000 house is my first investment or whatever. But what I hate to see is a lot of people, like I hate it whenever I, I don't want to say hate it, but I really don't like it when I get on Facebook and these investor forums or somewhere else. And like, oh, I own 150 houses. I'm like, you could do that with like two apartment complexes and save yourself a whole lot of hassle. You know what I mean? You know, so... Yeah, but a lot of people just strokes for different folks, I guess, but I agree. it's much more efficient the way that you're talking. It is much more efficient. Yeah. Now, Hayden, we're, we're short on time here, but I know you, another thing that you're really involved in is you started actually a, a software yeah. service I, for lack of company. Better. Don't no, short it, Dave. Go. It's a company. I'm sorry. Software company. Tell us a little bit about that and wh- where the heck did that come from? And where'd you, co- where'd you, where'd you come up with the time to be doing all this stuff? Yeah. Well, the 80, 20 rule, I have some time on my hands, you know? So, uh, no, I did a transaction again. I sold some stuff in 2020. I probably shouldn't have, but I did. And I had 
It was 11 properties in five states with seven different partners. And I sold it and put it up as a portfolio. And some interesting thing happened. Some groups came in and said, oh, I want to buy this in this state. And others said, well, I want to buy everything, but I want to pay you this much for this deal and this much for this deal and this much for this deal. And somebody else would come in and they would say, well, I only want to buy this state and this state. And so me being the finance guy and the guy who kind of, you know, does all that. And I had to communicate to my investors. I'd say, if we take this offer, here's this person's returns, this person's return, this person's return, and so on and so forth. And what I realized in that process is that real estate investors don't have insights into how their properties are actually producing unless they're extremely proficient in Excel or some other modeling tool. And which and most of them probably aren't. I'm going to, which gonna, most yeah. of them are. I mean, let's be real. Like, I mean, you don't have to be a rocket surgeon in order to be a real estate investor. And that's one of the beautiful things about it. But I wanted to build a tool that would allow real estate investors to keep track of all their important documents, understand which properties are returning what kind of percentages as a portfolio as a whole, how is their money doing and how is their equity performing? And if they have any deals in their portfolio that are really underperforming and if they should sell those deals, free up that equity and buy a different deal and understand if that would make a big difference in their wealth long term. And so my property stats was born out of that need of myself of helping and allowing you know myself to get visibility into how my really I mean that's my only investments. I only invest in in real estate and now businesses. I don't invest in any stocks, but I thought that stock investors you know, they kind of had it nice, right? They get to log in every single day and say, how's my money doing? If real estate investors would say, how's my money doing? It's like, well, let me sit down and think about this for four hours, you know, and the bigger you get, the more successful you get, yeah. the more of a problem it becomes, right? Because if I were to ask you, Dave, Dave, the first deal you ever bought that you still own today, what is your IRR on that deal? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. What's your return on equity? Yeah. Couldn't tell you off the top. What of percentage head. of your is your cash on cash up or down year over year, and by how much? Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly. Any of those numbers? Don't you think that's important? Top. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. So that's the problem we've set out to solve at My Property Stats. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hayden, if people want to find out about the book, skip the flip. What should they do? I again, I wrote the book so that everybody can have the knowledge. Anybody and everybody can have it free in PDF or audiobook at HaydenCrabtree.com forward slash free book. If you want to listen to it, if you want to read it, and then if you want a physical copy, you can get it off of Amazon. Just search my name, Hayden Crabtree. And then I'm on Instagram, is mainly, you know, people shoot me DMs. I try to respond over there, or you can email me, Hayden at HaydenCrabtree.com. All right. And for the software company, same thing. My, mypropertystats.com. Mypropertystats.com. You got awesome. It. Hayden, thank you very much for sharing some of your insights. And I love talking with you, well, in general, but especially about how you got started there. So hats off to you for paying attention to what big Bobby K had to say in, in that little purple book and, and actually taking it to heart. Well, thanks for having me, Dave. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Take care. See you on the next episode. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.